0: Raiders fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long. As the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away, find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Raiders. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Oh.
1: Jim. Ha <laughs> ha, Jim. We're
0: on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen?
1: Well, can I have a sip?
0: <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to a pawn Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal.
1: Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out th- hanging out with us, I should say, for another episode of Upon Further Review brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And it's been a hot minute, my friends, but we are going to talk about a Raiders W. Yes, sir. Losing streak firmly behind us as the Raiders take care of business on Monday Night Football, taking down the Green Bay Packers at Allegiant Stadium, 17-13. And look, man, wasn't pretty. No need to lie. No need to sugarcoat it. It was not pretty. But all the same, the Raiders handled business and secured their second W of 2023. And in just a little bit, we're going to talk to one of the heroes of that game, our guy Amik Robertson, who had the game-sealing interception off of Jordan Love, really with, uh, gosh, about 30 seconds left there. Raiders wrap it up. Amik with a huge play, huge interception in the end zone and uh, and obviously secures that dub. For the silver and black, so the vibes are good, man. The vibes are good. Uh, it's funny we talk about we we'll talk about this. Amique, we'll talk about this with Amik a little bit, I should say. Where you know the beauty of Monday Night Football, right? All eyes are on you. You're the only game on, only game in town. Uh, the lights are brighter, all that good stuff, right? But you also get an extra day to get ready. Well, on the back end of that which is where the Raiders find themselves now, you get a day fewer to prepare for the upcoming opponent, who in this case is the New England Patriots, who arrive at Allegiant Stadium this upcoming Sunday, 1.05 p.m. But look, things are good. The Raiders needed a W in the absolute worst way. You cannot... Lose four of your first five to start the season. You just can't do it. You cannot do it. And the Raiders, with their backs up against the wall, figured out a way to get it done. And like I said, it wasn't pretty. Uh, It won't go down in the record books as the most gorgeous game of football that we have ever seen. But all the same, your Las Vegas Raiders took care of business. And we're going to talk to Amik about all that. We're going to dive deeper uh, into what worked on Monday Night Football. We're going to look ahead to the New England Patriots. But before we do all that, we begin... As we always do, we got to pay those bills, my friends, with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So since the last time you and I hung out, and really it's only been a, f- a few days, the Raiders have made the following roster moves. On October 9th, they activated cornerback Tyler Hall and cornerback Troy, P- Troy Pride Jr. from the practice squad. The very next day, they signed cornerback Cornell Armstrong to the practice squad, released cornerback Rajon Wright and wide receiver Marquez Calloway from the practice squad. Practice squad, And then Tyler Hall and Troy Pride Jr. reverted back to the practice squad. Uh, and then yesterday, as we record this on a Thursday afternoon, the Silver and Blacks signed wide receiver Malik Flowers to the practice squad. So a lot of practice squad moves, a lot of practice squad transactions. Uh, and you look at, and we've talked about this in the early goings of 2023, Dave Ziegler and company really utilizing those game day activations. We look at Tyler Hall and Troy Pride from this past week, but it feels like every week, and if not every week, most weeks, the Silver and Black find, uh, find a guy to bring up to add a little depth to the roster to bolster that game day 46. But, you know, before we welcome in Amik Robertson, Just a few kind of top-end thoughts on on Monday's win against the Packers. Uh, And for the full breakdown, you can hang out with Bryce Butler and I in the fifth quarter, uh, which is on your pod feeds, wherever you get your pods, etc., etc., etc. But we talked about this. No two ways to kind of get around the fact that the Raiders needed a win in a bad way going into Monday night. Because if you just zoom out a little bit, right, Raiders have lost three in a row, Two of those, uh, those three games, really competitive, obviously the Buffalo Bills being the exception uh, to that rule. But you, you come into a home game, a primetime home game, against a, a team in the Packers that is still trying to find their way in 2023. All eyes are on this beautiful stadium uh, here in Las Vegas that's going to play host to the Super Bowl in just a few months. It's a big moment. It's a big moment for Dave Ziegler. It's a big moment for Josh McDaniels. It's a big moment for the 53 guys on that active roster and then the guys in the practice squad. You needed to figure out a way to come away with the W. Didn't matter if it was pretty. Didn't matter if you won by 50, if you won by a single point. You needed to find a way to come away with a win. And that is exactly what the Raiders did. And we kind of look at the formula for success for the Raiders on Monday night. And again, not overly pretty. Right, You look at these stat lines, nothing here going to blow you away. Jimmy Garoppolo finishes 22 of 31, 208 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Josh Jacobs leads the team in rushing, 20, uh, 20 attempts, 69 yards, about three and, a half, me, three and a half yards of carry and a touchdown. So we see Josh starting to get, uh, to get fired up. We see Josh kind of rounding into form. Also, one thing, and I know we've talked about it a lot over the past couple of weeks, Josh Jacobs, viable threat in the receiving game now. Five receptions on five targets, 20 yards. Numbers don't blow you away. But the fact that Josh is now, uh, you know, a weapon on the outside, is an aerial weapon for, the, uh, for Josh McDaniels in this offense is a net positive going forward. But really, and, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Raiders Roundtable with JT The Brick and I earlier this week. I think we have to take this moment here, right? Raiders 2-3, and three, certainly not exactly where they want it to be, but not that far off, right? You win a game on Sunday against the Patriots team that very similar to the, the Packers, having a little bit of a hard time finding their way, trying to figure out who are we? What is this iteration of us? Obviously, Bill Belichick in uncharted territories with how that team is struggling. Mac Jones, a lot of question marks surrounding him, his future. Where does he fit in the grand scheme of not only the Patriots, but kind of the hierarchy, hierarchy uh, of the NFL quarterbacks? Questions abound, right? So if the Silver and Black can figure out a way to win another game at home against the Patriots, you're sitting at 500. And if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, hey, the Raiders are going to have a tough six games to start the year, but when we wake up uh, in mid-October, they're going to be sitting at 3-3, three and three. every single one of you guys would take it, that. Every single one of you, myself included. Doesn't matter how you got there. Doesn't matter if you go on a winning streak, a losing streak. None of that matters. If I would have said you guys are going to be at 500, six games in, sign us up. And the Raiders have an opportunity to do just that. But going back to my initial point, right, we find ourselves in this moment, and I think that it's important to give Patrick Graham and his defense a little bit of a round of applause. Because going into this offseason, throughout the entirety of the offseason, throughout training camp, throughout preseason, the narrative was the same. We all said the same thing. Anyone who watched this team, covered this team, uh, is involved with the silver and black in some way. We're all essentially saying the same story. We were singing the same song. The verses might have been a little different. But we were all saying, look, if this Raiders defense can hold up its end of the bargain, we think the Raiders are going to be pretty all right this year. And it was the biggest question. It was the biggest question about this group. Can they hold up their end of the bargain? Well, we look at what they've done through five games, and particularly the last game and a half. Yeah, I I think it's fair to say they have held up their end of the bargain. Max Crosby, your AFC Defensive Player of the Week this week, a man possessed, playing at an all-pro level again, doing his thing, active, forever relentless around the football. Max finishes his afternoon or evening, I should say, at Allegiant. Five tackles, a sack, four TFLs, a quarterback hit. Active, 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 right? He is showing us week after week after week that he is one of the premier, not only edge rushers, he is one of the premier defensive players in the NFL. And we've talked a lot about, hey, can someone rise up? Can someone be the robin to Max's Batman? And it came on Monday night. And it might have come from a non traditional place. It might have come as a surprise as, as, excuse me, as a surprise to some. But Robert Spillane, man, game of his life. Nine tackles, two interceptions, two passes defense. Kindly probably had a thought probably had a shot at a third interception. Dude was everywhere. Game changer. Game wrecker. And this defense held up their end of the bargain. And this defense is a big reason why the Raiders were able to take down the Green Bay Packers. We look at Jordan Love's night. 16 of 30. 16 of 30 for 182 yards, 77 of which came on one play. So if you take out the 77-yarder, Jordan Love is 15 of 29 for 103 yards, 104 yards? Just over 100 yards. That's winning football. A.J. Dillon, the Raiders, excuse me, not the Raiders, the Packers were able to get things going on the ground a little bit. A.J. Dillon leads the the charge for them. uh, 76 yards on 20 attempts, 3.8 yards per per carry. Jordan Love also shows off that freak athleticism. He goes two carries for 37 yards. But those numbers, you can live with that. You can 100% live with that. If your quarterback, or I should say the opposing quarterback in this case, if the opposing quarterback in, is, is thrown for a buck eighty and just over 50% completion with three interceptions, yeah, I think it's going to work out for you nine times out of ten. And that's exactly what the Raiders did on Monday night. Now, I think it's fair to categorize this. It's fair to couch this a little bit. as, With, with all due respect to the Packers and Jordan Love, Jordan Love ain't Patrick Mahomes, right? Jordan Love ain't, ain't Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not in that upper tier, that upper echelon of signal callers in the NFL right now. It's not a shot at him. That's just reality, right? But the Raiders' defense did what it needed to do, took advantage of the opportunities that the quarterback gave them, forced three turnovers, won the turnover battle for the first time in 2023, which was awesome to see, and they came home with the W. So what is the formula now for the Raiders going into, uh, going into this Patriots game? Well, I think it's pretty similar to what we've seen right? I think when we see Jimmy Garoppolo take care of the football, when we see the the Raiders defense be opportunistic in the chances that they take, when you have a guy like Max Crosby who is playing out of his mind and, you know, causing havoc for an entire offense, that's what you need to have happen. You need to feed off the momentum of the home crowd. We saw that on Monday night. You need to feed off the energy of the home crowd you need to take advantage of your opportunities, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know, you also need to win the red zone. That's what you need. And if the Raiders can do that, if they can figure out a way to put it together for a second straight, straight week, after all the ups and the downs and the moments of, oh, that's not very good, oh okay, I think it's okay, uh, Raiders will find themselves at 500. three and three. No easy task, as we said, against the Bill Belichick-led team. Not easy to do against the Patriots team that candidly I think is a lot more talented uh, than their record would indicate. But if the Raiders can do it, 3-3. Three and three. And as I said, we would have all signed up for that, uh, let's call it, two months ago. But before we look ahead to New England, we get to look back with one of the stars of Monday Night Football, our guy Amik Robertson. Amik, so good. Great talker. Fun to hang out with. An excellent conversationalist and it was just a fun, it was a, it was a blast to be able to kind of talk through uh, that final play, what he saw, what his mindset was and really kind of where that fits in the grand scheme uh, of this 2023 season for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Ameek Robertson
0: Raiders fans you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Raiders
1: and we're hanging out with one of the stars from Monday Night Football against the uh, the Green Bay Packers there Ameek Robertson and first off man it's good to see you and and I was talking to you on the way up so I want to talk about the pick in a little bit, but I went back and I watched the game because there's so many things that you don't get to see from kind of yeah. our our level, right? So I go back and I watch the game the next day. I'm watching the game on Tuesday, and I notice after the pick that you throw the interception yeah. into the stands, and my first thought is, oh, no. Oh, no, me's going to want that football. But I found
2: out the football is in safe hands, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, uh, found, you know, of course, you know, I celebrated with my teammates, whatever, and uh, I found my family in the stands, and I threw it to them. So you know, it was a, it was a great moment. You know, I was able to share with them.
1: Dude, talk about good fortune, right? Where you have the interception in the end zone, and then you look up. So you located the family ahead
2: of time, though, right? Like you yes, knew where they yes, generally were gonna be sitting. Okay, definitely. definitely. I knew y'all yeah, knew exactly where they were sitting at. Um, but of course, like I said before, you know, I wanted to. Um, Celebrate with my teammates first, you know. Had that, had that moment with them, and you know, I found my family. Some cheering, some jumping off their feet, and you know, I just want, you know, I also wanted to share a moment with them too. And I just, like I said before, threw them the ball.
1: Yeah, a great moment, and obviously a great moment for you and the family, a great moment for the team, a great moment for the Raider Nation, man. A team, excuse me, a win that this uh, this team had been looking for, and they got under the biggest, brightest lights on Monday night. But yeah, let's start here with the interception, right? Kind of just take me through, walk me through what you saw, what you were thinking, and ultimately you get to show off that what 85-inch vertical at the end.
2: Oh, uh, honestly, man, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, the moment I went out there, you know, we missed the field goal. I go out there, I kind of, you know, talk to myself and was talking to God, really. It was like, okay, I see what I see what you're doing, you know. So when I walked onto that field, man, I knew I was going to be the guy that they test, you know, because, of course, I'm the smallest guy on the field, and Peters has been in this league a long time, you know. So, of course, I, I didn't expect them to test him in, in moments like that because that's something that he's been through. So I knew that they were going to test me and, uh, uh, you know, just me being the player that I, I know I am. I wanted to not just get that PPU. I wanted to seal it. You know, I wanted to be the ball hawk that this this team believed me to be.
1: You know, Coach was talking yesterday about how, obviously, you go, you make the play, you locate the football. But he said, you know, one thing that it was so important about that play for Amik at the end is that you locate the, fo- the football, You t- but you turned around, yeah. too, because yeah. so often, we see it week after week, yeah. where the quarterback throws deep, the DB doesn't turn his head, and now you got first and goal at the one. Yeah. Like, Is that like a conscious thing that you're kind of going through? Like, hey, don't commit a penalty in this yeah. big moment. Make sure I find the ball, but I really turn myself, too. So I don't even give the refs yeah. a chance to make that yeah. judgment call.
2: I thought it was sacked, man. You know, Matt- been caused you know the d line and max has been was causing causing havoc the whole night so i thought he was sacked so they almost caught me slipping and you know and my mindset was just not to panic you know locate i i was beat a little bit but i wasn't beat that much and i knew the ball had like the ball couldn't go further because you know it, it yeah you're in the end, the end zone yeah. yeah so i just located him and you know i i i look at myself as a guy of course i play defense but coming out of high I mean, you know, coming out of high school, playing high school ball and and college, you know, I'm really I think in my opinion, I'm a offensive guy just playing defense, you know, so I trust my ball skills and moments like that I didn't panic. I just wanted to get to his chin strap and just look back and locate the ball and you know, God and myself took care of rest. You know, so, I just trusted my, my ability.
1: And that's exactly what you did. And, and you know, you, we were talking before we started rolling. One thing that I, I thought was really interesting that you said is that, obviously, you know, one thing, one reason you've been on this team so long, yep. one reason you've been in this league for a hot minute is that versatility, right? Yes. You can go yes. inside, you can go outside. And I thought you brought up an interesting point that you said that typically you get tested on the outside yes. a little bit more yes. because those, those guys are, are yes. you know, in generality speaking, a little bit bigger,
2: right? Yes. That's how this league is, man. You know, this league is about matchups, and I know that, you know, which is why I knew I was going to have an opportunity. I knew God was going to give me that opportunity to make a play or either seal a game. You know, I just had to take advantage of that opportunity. And I felt like I did, you know, as far as, you know, when that ball went up. You know, I you know, I didn't want to get that PBU because I knew I was going to have a chance. So I wanted to seal it.
1: You know, we talk about that versatility, and, and we heard from a Coach yesterday say that really, you know, one of the most important things about you leading into Monday night was the fact that they said, hey, we're we're going to need you to yeah. do a lot of different things, and your skill set is one that allows you to do that di- those different things. In terms of that versatility, do you think that's one of the main reasons you've been uh, effective in this league for as long as they have now? Definitely,
2: definitely. You know, I see a lot of people see, you know, why I'm – you know how have I been sticking around for so long? And like you said, it's because of that versatility. You know, being able to play inside, outside the whole week of practice. You know, I was I had the most reps uh, at all the DBs because I had they didn't know if, if they wanted me to play inside or outside. You know, and I was I was prepared. You know, I wasn't tripping. I I wanted that load on myself because I like I said before, I believe in my ability. I believe in my my work. You know and. You know, whenever they gave me that call and my number was called, they wanted me to play this position. I, you know, I was ready for it.
1: You know, you look at this defense, Meek. Over the past, let's call it six quarters, right? Those final two quarters in Los Angeles where you guys played really, really well, and then obviously four quarters on a Monday night. Uh, you know, I, I don't not not to make predictions or not to yeah. make any any headlines or anything like that. But do you feel like this defense is kind of finding its way over the past week and a half? Definitely,
2: uh, I see that. You know, we are progressing. You know, but we. As a defense, we're not getting comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell that even though we're we're making plays, we still going to meetings finding those little things that we still need to work on. You know, of course, you know the game is not going to be played played perfect, but we look for perfection because you know this this is a game of inches. You know, so we want to be a great defense, and that's what we aiming for. You know, we we. And and all the you know and, and if this defense continue to you know go in the path that we're going you know I know we'll be very successful as a, as a, a team.
1: You know, for a guy like me, me, who obviously I watch a lot of football, but I I don't know the game and understand the game like you guys down in that yeah. locker room. Like for the the casual fan like me, has the defense done anything different these
2: past six quarters, or or is it really just a deeper understanding of what Coach Graham is asking y'all y'all to do? Uh, I think we you know we're practicing different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Graham also you know he's comfortable in you know in a, a box whatever. Um, you know we, you know he harp on getting after the ball. You know just helping the offense getting, you know, giving the offense that that uh, spark. You know, so I think something that he's, he, he cha- of course he's changed a lot of things. Of course we were, you know he tried to change a lot of things, but I think something that kind of stood out more that he's after after the most is getting after the ball.
1: And you guys have done that. I mean, we look yeah. at Robert Spillane, right? Two interceptions. Yeah. Probably could have had a third if it bounced a certain yeah. way on Monday. You with that with that interception, Max being disruptive. I mean, we hear all the time, Meek, that it, you know turnovers come in bunches. And yeah. I mean, shoot, it yeah. sure looks that way for yeah. this and Black right I now. I say that.
2: I say the same thing. I say um, I say um, you know, during the game, I'm like somebody else going to catch a pick, you know, because after. You know, uh after four one cart card here, I'm like someone else is gonna, gonna catch one, but of course, you know, he double back with another one, you know. Uh and then I dub- and then I was able to get an opportunity to catch mine. So of course, you know, it's contagious, man. Once that person get out of the ball, you know, as long as we keep swarming after it, man, and you know, keep keep believing in each other, man, and, and trusting the scheme, I think we'll be pretty.
1: You know, a dude who doesn't who doesn't have an interception but has been all around the football actually named AFC Defensive Player of the Week earlier today, our guy Max Crosby. I mean, from your kind of perspective man, from being back there for from being on the field, seeing him do his thing. I mean, mean, you're shaking your head. You're laughing right now. I mean, what more can we say about the Condor at this point, my friend?
2: Man, Max has been dominating this league since the moment he stepped on the grass. So I see it every day at practice. Uh, I can't even say that it's new to you guys and old to me because, you know, you guys have, you know, the Redder Nation has, you know, being able to witness it before, yeah, we've I got seen it from there. jump, yeah. So I mean, I see it at practice. I see he's, even through walkthroughs. I see him working on stuff he's doing in the game. So the stuff Max does, man, he's he's an ultimate competitor. You know, he's a the definition of a of a raider. You know, I I mean, like I said, I see it every day. So the, you know, when he do crazy stuff out there, like I like I don't even I I celebrate, but I'm like. That's Max Crosby. Like I don't you know, like Max Max is Max, man. Max is a is a like I said before, incredible football player. That motor just Never stop.
1: We we talk about that motor and we hear about it all the time for good reason. I mean, there's so many plays. Like I said, you watch back the game and you, you Max starts on like the left side of the screen. Plays made four, you know, four yards down the line of scrimmage on the other side, and here comes 98, kind of just jumping in out of nowhere. Like, where do you come from? But have there been any moments, whether it's in a game or practice, where you're like, man, this motor's this dude's motor is just yeah. like a different beast? Because it
2: takes no talent to do, to do what he does. Of course, he's gifted with certain things, but far as the the effort, the you know, being relentless, like that's something that that you know God can't bless you with that's the definition of hard work you know so like i say i see it every day at practice so when it happens in a game i don't get too hyped anymore i used to but i don't get it. I, I don't you know i just give them a head you know a head nod or a handshake and going to the next play because he's probably going to do it the next play again.
1: That's wild to think about, just like, you know, let's say 20 years from now, you're talking to your kids, you're talking to your grandkids, that, you know, Max's kind of greatness, Max's motor, it's just become, and I mean this in the best possible way, Meek. it's just become kind of the expectation for everyone around here.
2: Definitely, definitely. It's it's something that, you know, I tell them all the time, you know, if I'm out there, I'm with you, you know, I'm gonna try to match match your energy. You know, 'cause energy that he brings is very contagious. You know, it's very contagious. You and that's the standard, you know, when you out there you wanna be able to fly around and be around a ball like like Max Crosby, you know, and I tell him, like I said before, I tell him all the time, man, I'm gonna try to match match your energy, and and you know, I see everyone everyone else is too, you know, can you like you can you can tell how the defense, how the effort, and how we, how guys are flying around the ball, and and he's the he's the head leader.
1: Yeah, 100. percent Well, let's look ahead to now Sunday. We played on Monday night. Uh, obviously, a short week for you guys. You lose the day. That's the you know the downside of playing in prime time in front That's of right. everyone. But you know. A big win, an emotional win for this team. You know how important is it now to kind of ride that that excuse me, that wave of momentum coming back to Allegiant Stadium, back in front of the home crowds again, again against a really good Patriots team coming to town.
2: Very important, man. You know I, uh, the win just give us the confidence. You know, a confidence booster to build build off of. You know, um, and give you know our our fans what what they looking for. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I said, you know, we're gonna we had the 24-hour rule, man. You know, yep. if, you, if it's a loss, if it's a win, you got 24 hours to get over it, focus on the next opponent because you are trying to go 1-0 and each and every week. And I think that win was very important for us, and it, it, it most definitely give us a confidence booster.
1: Yeah, and the, and the fan base is going to be excited to be back at Allegiant yep. this Sunday. Back-to-back home games. We don't have that a lot on the schedule, nah, so we got to take advantage of staying in a, you know, not getting on a plane, yep. having a chance yep. to stay at your house, sleep in your bed, have the normal home routine. Very, very important. Well, Meek, congratulations, man. Obviously an awesome moment for you an awesome moment for the family on Monday night in primetime uh, here's a good one actually on your way up was who's the most random person that hit you up after that pick because we were talking to some of our former players and said if you play well on primetime that phone's going crazy
2: oh uh, it's a lot of it's a it was a bunch of random people that hit me up but I would say the, probably the most random person that hit me up would probably be uh it's hard it's, it's hard uh I would say probably my trainer in Dallas, probably Clay. Clay Okay, you know we haven't talked talked in a while. You know we have a great relationship, of course. But but in season, there's a lot. Yeah, Yeah. he was the guy that just texted me and said, "Just be you." I told you, just be you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know you're blessed with a lot of ability that that you know no one else has, and the league hasn't even saw yet. You know, so he said, "Just be you, man," and continue stacking. You know, that guy going to take care of the rest. So, you know, I, uh, that was that was kind of shocking that he hit me up because he's a very busy man. Mm. He was able to reach out to me.
1: That's good, man. Just being you has worked out so far, and we're hoping that you and this entire defense and really yeah. everyone in that locker room just keeps being themselves, and we keep rocking, keep this positive momentum flowing. So, Amik Robertson, man, like I said, best of luck this upcoming Sunday. Uh, stay, he- stay safe and healthy the rest of the way, and we'll talk to you soon, all right, my friend? Thank you all. And a big shout out to Amik Robertson for coming to hang out with us. And like I said, man, Amik's one of those guys that you just find yourself rooting for. A guy who just week after week, and at this point, season after season after season, just finds himself in the mix for the silver and black in the best possible way. And a dude who just has a nose for the football, a dude who has a nose uh, for the big play. So big shout out to Amik for coming to hang out with us. Best of luck the rest of the way, and, uh, and hopefully a few more interceptions uh, between now and the end of the season as well. Well, let's uh, shift ahead to New England week, or I guess New England weekend at this point. Uh, but we begin in the do, 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 we begin with, I should say, our Raiders College Football game of the week? I sorry, I got lost on my little outline there for a hot second. This week, Raiders Football game of the week. Excuse me, college football game of the week, I should say. We got a tasty morsel on, uh, on the agenda here, boys. We got Notre Dame USC, better known as the Kanai uh, Mauga, Isaiah Polamau Bowl Verse, Isaac Rochelle, Jerry Tillery, Troy Pride Jr., and Michael Mayer Extravaganza. One of the best traditions, one of the best rivalries in all, excuse me, in all of college sports. I have to imagine there's going to be spirited conversation, debate, uh, friendly banter as we inch closer and closer to Saturday, and one thing that I that I am very excited about it for this game is uh, is the fact that you know Notre Dame's independent, and so with uh, Oregon, not Oregon State, my goodness, with USC headed to the to the Big Ten, this game ain't going anywhere. Right? It's one of the best rivalries in college sports, like I said. Two teams that, you know, historic programs that strap it up every single season and say, hey, I'll either see you in South Bend or we'll see you in Southern Cal. Let's, uh, let's have some of the best unis in, in college sports go toe-to-toe. And I'm stoked it's not going anywhere. 4.30 kickoff. Make sure you're there. I'm sure I'll be watching. I know I'll be watching because Saturday is our off day, which is Excellent, excellent, excellent. But we'll enjoy a Saturday off day before we get ready for Sunday. As I said, New England Patriots coming to town. Kickoff scheduled for 1.05 p.m. here at beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Legion Stadium. And as we talk about what the Raiders need to do to secure a W, that we do it every week, right? The Raiders will win if dot, dot, dot. I was going through the uh, the release this week. I was looking at the numbers. I was seeing who's performing well. What do the Patriots do you know, exceptionally well, and I will be honest. When you're going through the offensive numbers, not good, not good at all. I mean, you really kind of have to uh, have to do some digging. You have to get your Indiana Jones on to find something that that the uh, the Patriots are doing efficiently and effectively right now on the uh, on the offensive side of the football. 26 in total offense, uh, 26 in rushing offense. 18th in passing offense. You know, it's, it's not pretty. 31 uh, on fourth down efficiency, 28 on third down efficiency. I mean, look, we could go on and on and on and on and on about the numbers for the, uh, for the New England Patriots. But one number that stood out to me, and yes, the Patriots have struggled immensely in 2023. There is no sugarcoating that. They've played some close games. They've only scored three points in in their past handful of ball games. So things aren't necessarily going to plan for Bill Belichick and Foxborough right now. One thing they do really effectively, they might not get there a lot, but when they're in the red zone, they're really good in the red zone. So the red zone efficiency uh, for the New England Patriots, ninth in the NFL right now. They're scoring touchdowns on 62.5% of their trips to the red zone. We flip to the other side of things. We put our silver and black uh, colored glasses on. The Raiders at 50%, tied for 20th in the NFL. So we look at, at you know, maybe Mac Jones is, is still trying to kind of figure some things out, right? We look at this Patriots offense, still very much trying to find some cohesion, trying to figure out what they want to be about. And it hasn't come easy to them. But when they do get in the red zone, they're pretty darn good. So for me, the Raiders will win this Sunday if, it's a simple one, if they can win the red zone. We talk about the numbers. We talk about reality for the Patriots. We talk about reality for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming into week six, two offenses that really don't score a heck of a lot of points. Two offenses that feel like they have their best football ahead of them. But if we look back at the past five, two teams that, as I said, have kind of struggled to find that rhythm and struggled to find it early. Looking at the numbers, it appears as though from the outside looking in, we're headed for a low-scoring affair. Trips to the red zone going to be at a premium. Special teams going to be at a premium. You know that a Bill Belichick-led football team is going to be elite. They will be excellent in coverage and in the kicking game. The Raiders are going to have to match them. But for me, if the Raiders can win the battle in the red zone, a.k.a. can they put up sixes instead of three and hold the Patriots to three instead of six, I like their chances. Because as we sit here right now, Mac Jones in this Patriots offense has not given us any indication, any reason to believe that they can go out there on Sunday and put up 35, 38, 42 points, whatever it is, right? So when they do get their chances down there, which we assume and we're hoping are not going to be plentiful in number, if you can hold them to field goals, I like what the uh, the Raiders have cooking. This defense, as I said, now has six consecutive quarters of really good football under their belt. It feels as though Patrick Graham has unlocked something with that group. It feels as though they have turned a corner. They are, uh, they are ascending in the best possible way at a really good time. Can they hold up? History says yes. Recent history, anyways. So I'll be excited if they can do that uh, Sunday afternoon against the New England Patriots. Well... It's about time to hit the old dusty trail, the very cloudy trail here in Las Vegas today. As I was just saying, man, these this cloudy weather, the gloominess of it all makes makes me sleepy. But before we get out of here, we got to crack an ice cold bruchacho. And today, another easy one, very very easy decision of who we're cracking this ice cold beer for. We are cracking this ice cold Coors Light for the Las Vegas Aces, who are now, as of this recording, one game away. One win away from going back-to-back back, uh, on as champions of the WNBA. They took care of business again in convincing fashion last night against the Liberty here in Las Vegas. So now they will hit the road. They will head east with the chance to clinch on the road. So big, uh, big props to the ladies next door. Uh, as all of you guys know, their facility is right next door to us, the best neighbors in the game. So congratulations to all of them. The job ain't done yet. So I don't want to be too effusive in my praise. I don't want to say, hey, let's let we, we lock this thing up, blah, blah, blah. I will say this, playing an excellent brand of basketball right now, but we still got one more to go. So best of luck to the Aces, and uh, yeah, hopefully at this time next week, we're cracking a cold one for, as I said, the back-to-back champs. And hopefully we're talking about another Raiders W. That, oh, what a delightful week that would be aces handle business this weekend raiders handle business this weekend my mighty ducks of oregon take down the washington huskies can i go three for three we will have to wait and find out so that's a teaser come on back and see us next week see how we did so for eddie pascal our guest this week Meek robertson and everyone else at silver and black production who helps keeps our keep our little program afloat we thank you thank you thank you and we will see you guys next week same time same place for another episode of upon further review
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders podcast network. Raiders fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long. As the official ticket marketplace of the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, Ticketmaster is a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Whether you're cheering on the Raiders at home or away, find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Raiders.